Hello and welcome to Nobelis Oblige, the podcast where we rank all the Nobel laureates from 1901 until we run out of people. I'm Quinn. I'm Maggie. And this is the first episode of our show. Welcome. We don't know what we're doing. We're figuring it out. So this show is in the Rexypod format, which for those who are unfamiliar, all three of you that are listening to this and have never heard that term before. I'm one of them. It's okay. We can have a party. We'll make t-shirts. Basically, the format of the show is we take some group of historical figures that are related in some way, in this case, the Nobel laureates, and we give you their biography and then we rate them on different categories. Um, and then we decide at the end whether or not they have Nobel S. Oblige. So later on in this episode, we'll talk about what those categories are and what all of that means. But first, I wanted to just give you guys a little introduction to us, why we are qualified to do this and why we're not qualified to do this. So like I said, my name's Quinn. I am a graduate student at the University of Mississippi. I just finished my master's degree in physics and I'm working on my PhD. I'm Maggie and I work in journalism for a organization that I will not specify because the hordes of people on the internet scare me and I think that's justified. But I, I mostly write stories and help clip videos and things that other people work on. So I know a little bit about research and good sourcing and reliable sourcing through that. And I like learning about stuff and we're both big nerds. I do not have a master's degree and I'm not working on a PhD, but I have a bachelor's degree in English and a minor in data science. So I like information and sorting it and learning more about things that nobody in their right mind would pay as much attention to as I do. So I'm excited to be here. Neither of us are trained historians, so they're will be mistakes along the way. We will do our best to avoid those mistakes and correct them when they pop up. We're doing our best out here. So let me talk a little bit about our categories for this show. First of all, like I said, each episode will focus on the biography of a Nobel laureate, which whoever is driving for that episode will give. We've decided that I'm going to do the physics and chemistry laureates Maggie's going to do the literature and physiology and medicine laureates, and we haven't decided who's doing the peace laureates and the economics laureates. That's a problem for the future. So we give a biography of the person, and then we rate them on a bunch of categories. So the first category is prize-worthy, in which we each will give the subject a score out of 10 for a total maximum score of 20. And we will be rating them on the work that they won the Nobel Prize for. So how interesting is it? How cool is it? How important is it? That kind of thing. And that's for physics, just the one invention or discovery. It's not like everything that discovery led to. Right. So it's it's basically the whatever the Nobel committee listed as the reason for the prize. The next category is curriculum vitae, where we will essentially rate them on all of the other work that they did in their life, in their field. Again, how interesting, how cool is it? Are we impressed? Did they do anything else significant other than their Nobel prize? Or was it just that? 
Did they wake up one day and go, hey, I an apple fell on my head and I've discovered the entire principle of gravity? Right. And this, again, will be each of us will give a score out of 10 and for a total of a maximum total of 20 points. The third category is Boom Goes the Dynamite, which will be about their impact on society and the world around them. Did they have a good impact? Did they have a bad impact? And this category, we will allow to range anywhere from negative 10 to 10 for our individual scores. So it can go anywhere from a negative 20 to a 20. And this is a little bit different than curriculum vitae. So it kind of broadens as we go. The first category is the one project that they won the prize for. The next one is all the other projects that they did. And then this one is more the rest of their life as a human being. So if you've ever seen criticisms of historical figures, like they wrote this very important document that changed the way people thought about nations, but they owned other human beings or committed war crimes or anything of that ilk. This is where we would discuss that kind of thing. Or if they did something really cool that you've never heard of, we'll talk about that too. Yeah. And so the, um, this actually is really in line with one of the founding principles of the Nobel prizes, which is that it should be honoring people who are contributing to humanity as a whole. So this category takes a look at that almost even beyond what the Nobel prizes do and says as a person outside of their professional work, did they have a positive or a negative impact on the world around them? We love nuance here. We do. We love nuance. (laughs) So the next category is eccentricity. We take a look at their kookiness, their craziness, their academic weirdness, as well as any personal scandal, just kind of their overall personal life not affecting you know the the general society around them but rather just kind of on an individual scale uh once again we will allow it to go from a maximum of negative 20 to a positive of 20 just like for boom goes the dynamite and this this is separate from the previous category because we we felt it would be strange to put things like you know war crimes in the same category as eccentricity where like maybe they just wore the same jacket every day for 40 years or something which is like an interesting quirk that you you could possibly judge a historical figure for but on a little bit of a different scale we thought those should be different categories next up we have shoulders of giants now for those of you who listen to the other rexipods you know that there is usually a category rating the subject on their appearance. And that's what this is. Although we are going to go a little bit beyond just their appearance in some cases, and also take into account any description of their personal mannerisms, kind of the way that they carried themselves in their day-to-day lives, if we have those kinds of descriptions. And this one, we will we will each give a rating out of 10, but because this is just basically their their physical appearance, we don't want it to weight too heavily in the final score and so we will we will take the total score between the two of us divide it by four so that we get a total maximum score of five just like many of the other rexipods do i mean i think personally for scientists if they have like super crazy scientist hair and you see a photo and you go that is a mad scientist that should be worth something but not too much yeah next up we have the curve 
which is kind of the miscellaneous category. If there's anything else that doesn't really fit into any of the other ones, we can throw it in here and give them a couple of extra bonus points if we think they deserve it. Or again, maybe take away a couple of points if we think they deserve it. This one will be, again, a total of five. Just to simplify things a little bit, make the math a little easier, we will each give the subject a score between negative five and five, and then just average it out for a maximum total of five. And finally, we have Nobelis Oblige. So again, those who listen to the other Rexypods, you know that at the end of every episode, you decide whether or not the subject has that kind of certain something. And for us, it's Nobel so Oblige. Do you want to explain what the the pun there is? So when I first pitched this show to Maggie, she had never heard the term Nobel Oblige before. I would argue that many people have not heard that term before. We are we are legion. We are many. Well, agree to disagree. Uh, regardless, for those of you who don't know what Nobel Oblige is, it was it was this concept that the nobility had a responsibility to the lower classes to do various things, essentially take care of them kind of in that paternalistic way that feudalism was set up to do. But that's something that's discussed on a bunch of other Rexypods. So we're not going to get into that here. The lovely intersection between uh, if you have a lot of resources, you should contribute to society. And if you're wealthy, you're just better than other people. Exactly. So if I was going to give you like kind of a pseudo answer for why we picked this title. It would be that the people who win the Nobel Prizes have some sort of privilege in the sense that they are in some position to make a contribution that benefits humanity. That's the whole point of the Nobel Prizes. And therefore, they are acting with a sense of noblesse oblige. Uh, In reality, it was the best pun that I could come up with with the name Nobel. Regardless, we will at the end of every episode decide whether or not that subject has that certain something that they just rise above the rest of them for any number of reasons. Could be that we were really impressed with the work that they did. Could be that they just have a really interesting story that we think rises above for some reason. Whatever. And then at the end of each series, the people who have gotten Nobel S. Oblige will be pitted against each other in some sort of final. Now, in most of the other Rexypods that have finished a season already, they've had some kind of tournament, gladiatorial fight, something like that. That's kind of like the the general set dressing for the finals uh, that doesn't really work for Nobel Prize winners, but... I think personally, I, and I do not yet know most of the Nobel laureates, but fully believe that Marie Curie could beat like at least Alfred Nobel in a fight. I mean, if we're going into like a fictional like battle royale, which is another Rexy pod that you all should listen to between all of the Nobel laureates, I mean, I think Marie Curie would make it pretty far to the end just because of being radioactive yeah i mean it works for peter parker (laughs) she we don't know what kind of power she'd get from that exactly but anyway what i was getting to with all of that is that if anyone who's listening to this has any ideas for what we should do feel free to send them in we have a while before we have to deal with that though so yeah we're both very busy people between the grad school 
And I don't know if you've looked outside or opened the internet recently, but there's usually a lot happening in the world. Uh, and we're both a little insane. That's how we ended up here. Yeah. We're gonna, it's gonna be a while. You have time to think. Yeah. Speaking of being a while, I guess that's a good segue to what our schedule is going to look like for now. So at least to start off with, we're going to be doing monthly episodes because that's about as much as we can guarantee right now. Even that's a little bit of a soft guarantee because like Maggie said, there's a lot happening in the world and also in grad school. But we're going to do our very, very best to stick to a monthly schedule uh, for now. Once we get established and things get rolling a little bit, we'll revisit what the schedule looks like and kind of reevaluate there. Might there be special episodes for any particular reason or event, like say a yearly prize based on the guy that we came up with a horrible pun of a podcast name with? There there may or may not be a special episodes uh, involving certain prizes established by the guy that we named our podcast after and also possibly for a yearly prize that is a parody of those prizes. We'll see what what our schedules look like around that time, but we would like to put out episodes like that. In terms of the game plan for the next few episodes, so this episode should be going out Monday, August 1st, unless something went horribly wrong. Everyone's computer got eaten by a giant squid monster (laughs) in the tsunami. Again, unless things went horribly wrong, on that same day, the same day that this episode goes out, we should have an episode ranking Alfred Nobel himself. Then we're going to do an episode kind of doing a brief overview of the Nobel Prizes as a whole. So basically picking up right after Alfred Nobel died and continuing basically to the present, giving like a general overview of how the Nobel Prizes came to be and were developed and things like that and everything that goes along with them. What does the word laureate mean? Where did all this money come from? Why does it go to a shiny medal with Alfred Nobel's face on it? Find out in that episode. Exactly. And then after that, we're going to start our first series on the physics laureates. So all of our series for this show will be all the different laureates. So the physics laureates will all be one series the chemistry laureates will all be another series, et cetera, et cetera. Probably we will do the Peace Prize and the Economics Prize last because the Peace Prize is very controversial and neither of us knows how economics works. Something about supply and demand, possibly a curve, maybe an intersection in two graphs even. I've also heard a rumor that people are completely rational and I would like to know who said that. (laughs) I have some data that might prove them wrong. Now, we have a question for the listeners that we would like to know the answer to, which is, before we start the physics laureates, would you like an episode kind of recapping the history of physics up to 1901 when the first Nobel Prizes were awarded? Now, the benefits of that is that it will give you lots of context for all of the physics that's going on, especially the first, mm, probably the first 10 to 15 years of the 20th century. A lot of those Nobel prizes in physics are going to be related to what's going on. The downside is that it takes longer to get to the actual content of the podcast. So 
if you have any thoughts on the matter, please let us know. We want to tailor this to the content that people want. Not to sway your vote, but uh, Quinn would love an excuse to go off about the entire history of physics up to the early 1900s. I think he's been waiting for this his entire life. So we're happy to do it. I would love to do that. I would be happy to do it if people are interested. But uh, if you're not, if you would rather get to the laureates quicker, we can also throw some of that into the episodes where it's relevant and do it piecemeal rather than one big thing at a time. And so the, you know, the benefit of that would be we'd be covering little chunks of history when we're talking about the stuff that it's relevant for versus having one big episode that kind of goes through an overview of all of it. Anything else? Will we be doing every single Nobel laureate, including the living ones who might have thoughts and opinions on how we rank and judge them? Ah, that's a great point. So like we said, I work in physics and Maggie works in journalism. So we are from the outset going to say that we're not going to rank living people because conflict of interest slash career issues, potentially, depending on how that goes and what people think about it. Also, it just feels rude. If, if I if I was a Nobel Prize winner and then I got wind that two idiots with a podcast and a microphone were like, hey, they don't look like a mad scientist, minus five points, I would have thoughts and feelings about that. So uh, if any of the Nobel Prize winners would like to talk about their work, we would love to interview them, maybe discuss some oh, yeah. of those discoveries and why they're relevant. We're not ignoring them. We just... History has not yet kind of like had time to like absorb and process and dissect what they've done. So we're not going to do that either. Yeah, there's a general rule of thumb that you can't really talk about something in a historical context until at least 20 years have passed in order to let the context sink in and consequences happen and get some distance from it. So since this is primarily a historical podcast, even though we are talking about the research or the work or, you know, whatever that person did. Um, since it's primarily a historical podcast, we are going to kind of take that philosophy and not cover people who have not died. We also may not cover people who have recently died. We may wait a little while out of respect and also, again, to give that distance. Basically, if you couldn't have gotten to this by the end of the year before your AP exam in the spring, we're not going to be discussing it and ranking people on our podcast. Like, there's there's some space there. I never took an AP history class, so. You never, you never had that experience in your history, just any history class. It was just a bigger problem for the AP kids. Like, you get to the end of the semester and there's like, like, I never learned about Clinton in any of my history classes, like my, my AP US history class, we stopped sometime in the middle of Reagan, because we just didn't have enough time to get to the end. Like, you never reach the recent current events background, which is why nobody knows the context for what's happening in the news. I am convinced that's a contributing factor. See, my US history class in high school got all the way to Obama. So you are a unicorn. What? <laughs> Who are you? Go that's home. a story for another day. I think that's it, right? Anything else we wanted to talk about? I'm excited and scared to be here. I'm I, for a further context. I work in the media. I am not like a podcast person. The closest I've gotten is I've listened to a few episodes of Critical Role. 
so I can talk and listen and learn things and research things, but uh, the podcasting community is new to me. I admire you all. I'm doing my best. Yes, I'm a big, big, big podcast guy, so I'm very excited about this. I know some of the people who are listening to this podcast through various Discord channels and things like that, or at least the the beginning audience of this, I guess, we're going to speak affirmations into the void about having a bigger audience later, I guess. <laughs> if we build it, they will come. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm very much looking forward to this. I'm very much looking forward to going through all of these figures. I know a lot of the physics laureates, at least because I study physics, but I primarily know them from their work. So looking at them from a historical context is going to be really interesting. And it's going to be really interesting later on down the line when we start looking at other people. Oh, another thing. There are going to be years that the prizes were awarded where they were very controversial in all six of the categories. So when we get to a year where someone either had their work stolen from them and then the person who stole the work got the prize or someone who should have you know been co-awarded the prize and wasn't or something along those lines we will be doing special episodes for those people so for the physics one for example a big one that a lot of people know or at least i think a lot of people know is jocelyn bell who she discovered quasars as a graduate student and her advisor was awarded the Nobel prize but she was not actually this is a bad example because she's still alive but that type of thing, we will do an episode on the person who there's a good argument that they should have won the Nobel Prize. Did Watson and Crick win a Nobel Prize for the double helix thing? Yes. Um, that's yeah. another one. That's uh, That'll be yeah. in physiology. I don't remember if they got it in physiology and medicine or if they got it in chemistry. In this particular case, it did go to them in physiology and medicine. Okay. So with that, I would like to thank all of the Rexipods who inspired this podcast. I'm going to go through all of them just in case, again, there are three people listening to this that have never heard of these. I assume most of the people listening to this have heard of these podcasts already. But there's Rex Factor, who have already done the reigning monarchs of England and Scotland, and they are currently working their way through the consorts of England. There is Totalis Rankium, who are doing all of the Roman emperors and all of the presidents. They have two shows. They have Roman emperors, Totalis Rankium, and American presidents, Totalis Rankium. There's Saga Thing, which is doing all of the Icelandic sagas. There's Pontifacts, which is doing all of the popes. There's Battle Royale, which is doing all of the French monarchs. There's Tudoriferous, which is doing probably not all of, but as many of the major figures of Tudor era England as they can, and also not England, they've expanded to outside of England. Um, much like England did. Yeah, much like England, they have expanded outside of England. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's the Spanish Arpada, which is doing all of the rulers of Spain. Uh, ranking 76, which is doing much like Tudoriferous, probably not all of, but many of the major figures of the American West. There's So You Think You Can Rule Persia, which is doing all of the rulers of Persia. And there's Tsar Power, which is doing all of the rulers of Russia. 
I think that's all of them that exist right now. There's a lot and there's more every day. So if I miss anyone, I apologize profusely. But all of them have been very, very supportive in helping us get this podcast off the ground. And I would like to thank all of them so, so much. Now, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Nobel S Pod. Um, that's Nobel S, like the first word of the podcast title, and then pod. Turns out Nobel S Oblige was already taken, which was weird. Anyway, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can contact us at Nobel S Oblige 1901 at gmail.com. Again, Nobel S. Oblige was taken. And if you would like to support the podcast monetarily, you can do so at ko-fi.com slash Nobel S. Oblige. This time it was not taken. That's ko-fi.com slash Nobel S. Oblige. If you can give us any money, that would be great. It costs money to host the podcast, but also we don't want to do a Patreon right now because neither one of us can commit to putting extra content out on the Patreon and we don't want to charge people for stuff that we can't make. I believe that's it for us for this introduction. Hopefully the Alfred Nobel episode is directly underneath this right now. So if you enjoyed this, go ahead and take a listen to that. Or if you're interested. Or if you know us and we bullied you into listening to this podcast to begin with. Yes. It's that there. Too. Go look. That'll be all for us. Thank you for listening and welcome to Nobel S. Oblige. Bye. Bye. If they throw a curveball at us, we'll be ready. Boo. (laughs) (laughs) Love of puns, minus five points. It's not even love of puns. It's just bad puns. You know, there's like bad puns and there's bad puns. I think they're fun. I think think the more groans you get, the better it is. But like, it's got to be the right kind of groan. Because like, you can have a pun that's like bad but good you know you have a fun you have a a pun that's like fun bad and then you can have a pun that's just bad Mm. this is going in at the end of the episode (laughs) (laughs) just slow fade out because i couldn't think of anything else to say